Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junson. We're here with a very, 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 very special guest. He had a breakout year last year for the Colorado Rockies, and a lot of people are murmuring. He's one of the best-looking players in the organization. And most importantly, he's a JUCO bandit. It's my pleasure to welcome Josh Fuentes to the Officially Unofficial podcast. What is up, brother? Uh, hey. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, face at Juco, I love that intro. That was awesome. <laughs> it is. I, I, and I'll give you a background on it. I was Please. one when the leaves are changing colors. I'm the greatest hitter in America in the fall. When I was in Juco, I was earning spots. I was embarrassing pitchers. I was embarrassing walk-ons at that tryout for my team. And then when the leaves went back to normal, I hit 186 in Juco. <laughs> so that's that, that's my story with that. So just a little background for you. All right, all right. but. It, and you're a Juco guy, and, and you want to talk about stats. Here's a stat that I had, a little house cleaning thing for me. I'm going to pull this up because this is going to pump your tires and to get you going here. Okay. You, my friend, Josh Fuentes, you are the 24th best defensive first baseman of all time based off of D-War. I don't know what that means, but you're the 24th <laughs> best all time. So I, I want to be the first to congratulate you on that. Wow. Uh, of all time? Of all time. Oh and and, and this, is, this is why the stat's crazy because, and this is, I'm not a stats guy, a guy by the name of Todd Helton is ranked 341. So I mean, we go—we're talking projectability here. In my short, <laughs> short, short career, <laughs> hey, I'll, hey, I'll take it's, it. Hell yeah, it's an incredible stat, and I'm—I'm I'm not a stat guy, but I wanted to get your little background on it because you're a JUCO bandit. So, what are your thought? What's your thought process here on analytics taking over the game of baseball? You got you got Kevin Cash just shit canning Blake Snell in the fourth yeah. inning. I mean, what's going on here? What's your thought process on it? I mean, I honestly think I think definitely some of that takes away from the human aspect of it. And I and obviously that's the most important, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, stats or you, you know, you need guys to break down stats. Of course, you, you need guys to break down, hey, you know, percentage of pitches and what this guy likes to do. And, you know, what's his time and all that? Of course, of course. But like the, the Snell thing and the, the too much of the analytics, like, you know, it, you can tell, man, if a guy's out there and he's grinding and, and he's shoving. I mean, he's shoving. There's nothing you can do. And that's, that's the game of baseball. And that's why it's so beautiful, you know? Yeah. I, I, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I set a rant for that and let's just say that people were loving it. I was roasting them. <laughs> I said, Kevin Cash should be put in prison and I stand by that. I mean, I stand by that, but here's another house cleaning thing because I saw this on Twitter. I don't know if it's a running joke. Are you legitimately cousins with Nolan Arenado? I need this. I need this to be broken. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is true. It's uh, okay. Your cousins with Nolan Arenado. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like every article that was ever written about me. Um, still to this day, it's in the article. It has to be also the cousin of Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. We, we're gonna we're gonna flip it. We're gonna flip it. Nolan Arenado is the cousin of you. <laughs> so every time I and and I promise you this. Every time I post a Nolan Arenado highlight on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, I'm gonna say the cousin of Josh Fuentes. Nolan Arenado launches a baseball into orbit. So now that's what you're getting with coming on the show. But I want to go into that, man. I mean, being cousins with a guy that's just uncomfortably good at the game of baseball, what was that like for you to grow up and kind of look at this guy and be like, this guy's a freak? Yeah, it was uh, – I mean, I mean, I think we all knew when he was, like, in Little League, everyone was like, okay, this guy's probably going to go pro. And <laughs> But, like – but, but, you know, to us, we played so many wiffle ball games, basketball games. I mean, we just treated it like, you know, we all knew Nolan was, you know, a little bit above. But, you know, I, I think there was no intimidation. You know, it was always like, 
we want to take down Nolan. We want to get him. And yeah, you know, Nolan was the best yeah. at ping pong and football. You know, any anything you can imagine. But I mean, it, it's been great, man. Just the competition, obviously. That's what we love. He has an open invite to the show, by the way. So Nolan and Otto, if somehow he's listening to this, I'll get I'll and I'll, I'll I'll get your whole family on. I'll get your aunts, your uncles, <laughs> whatever. Somehow I just want to be a part of this family because this family just breeds major league major league baseball players. I need to come a part of this. But what was that like? I mean, you get drafted by the Rockies, you make your debut last year, mm. and you look across the field, and it's holy shit! It's my cousin I grew up playing wiffle ball with. It, it was a. Uh... Yeah, definitely the the first, you know, my debut, obviously. And, and the first time I was starting a game was – the the funniest part is, like, you know, first base and you're throwing ground balls to your guys in the infield. And, like, that was just so weird, like, throwing it to Nolan. Like, you know, we're just, like, playing catch. Like, you know, we do all the time. It, it was uh, yeah. it was awesome, man. But at the end of the day, like, you know, when you're there and you're playing a big league game, you know, it's it's all about winning. So, it's like, you know, Nolan's intense out there. You know, there's there's no, uh, you know, hey, you know, how you doing, Josh? It's, it's you know, we got to win a game. And that's what I love about him. Did he did he get on your ass a couple times? Be honest. Like, was there a couple of scenarios where he's like, "Dude, you better wake the hell up," because I'm assuming you didn't because you hit 306 last year. Humble brag, whatever. But did he? I mean, did he get in your ass a little bit? No, he, he definitely. Uh, in his own way, he would he would give me advice, but be like, you know, hey man, when when you know there's a man on third or and you know less than two, you can't be taking pictures. You know, you gotta get after this guy. You know, boom, you gotta and 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 like stuff like that. And yeah. and he would kind of like fire me up, kind of like you know, like come on, let's go, like let's go. And you know, he expects uh, guys to to meet him at his level. You know, as far as the intensity and, and the attitude and the way you go about your business, which which uh, which is awesome, and that's what I look up to. It's been awesome. And I, and I guess there's some similarities between Nolan Arenado and me because I was the guy that would push my teammates yeah. to go harder when we were drinking. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about on the field. I was the kind of guy like, don't be a, don't be a loser. Like, let's go. Okay. So technically, me and, me and Nolan Arenado kind of, I mean, there's some similarities there for sure, yeah, man. I'll be honest. Everyone needs that. Everyone needs that guy. And that's you. For sure. <laughs> for sure, man. But I wanted to go because I mentioned you're a Juco Bandit. I'm a Juco Bandit, obviously. What was your JUCO like? Because I have a bone to pick with these California JUCOs that they claim they're national champions when they just win the state. What's going on with that? What 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 was it like playing JUCO in there? Because it, it's inc- it looks electric. Okay, so yeah, so I went to Saddleback College. It's in Orange County, California. Um, we are. Um, I mean, honestly, for me, it was uh, it, it was like the best of the best. I mean, for JUCO at least, you know, there were so many guys. Orange Coach College. Santa Ana was really good, Riverside, and, um, you know, a lot of pro guys came from there. So it, it was, like, tough competition. I mean, I showed up to try out because, I mean, you know, there's no really scholarships for Juco. You know, you just kind of go there and yeah. then you try to play. I showed up at tryouts. There was, you know, six dudes at each position. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to start. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I better I better work yeah. my butt off. So it was uh, it was every day, dude. It, it was every day, like, I, I got I have to come early. I had to stay late every day. And um, – and that's what I did. I, I just, I just didn't quit. And, and that's Juco, man. I mean, you know, Juco, you just, you just can't quit. Cause it's so hard. It's, you know, it's the whole year. <laughs> and, and I wondered this because I guess in California, Juco is a little bit different than I went to Juco in Nebraska. So you guys aren't really going on these long crossing state line no, no. bus rides and all that kind of stuff. No, right? It's like, it, it's right there. I mean, it, probably the mo- the most we ever driven was probably like two hours to maybe. Jesus. Yeah. I drove 16 hours once to Montana, no stops. Like, I mean, we stopped. Like, I remember this and I don't know if you guys did this, 
But at our JUCO, we would like instead of just getting meals, the coach would just go to Little Caesars, get like 32 boxes of pizza and just go on the bus. And this bus, this Pete, this I mean, this bus smelled so bad. But in, in Los Angeles, though, what's it like, though, man? Because like you said, there's no scholarships. There's not that much money at each of the schools. Right. So is it just are you guys like just commuting to your games and all the stuff by yourselves? No, there's a I, I know. On the short on the short drives, uh, they have a couple buses for us, like t- our vans, team vans. Yeah. And then yeah. on the longer drives, I remember we had a bus. It, it wasn't bad. So, but okay. But no, what, what I was thinking about was um, the. Are you guys use wood bats like out of state? Yes, we use wood bats. We use wood bats in Nebraska. And then there's so a Jugo, one of the only states. There's a Jugo World Series. Yeah, and the World Series is just strictly like BB core. So we would use wood, but obviously my team never made the JUCO World Series. Like our conference would use wood. And then their Trinidad, which is a school in our conference, okay. they'd go to the JUCO World Series and they would use BB core. So it'd be like kind of a little bit of an advantage because they were just using wood all year. And then wow. the, bo- the ball would pop more with BB core, but it's electric, man. What were you, were you, and I asked you this earlier, were you just mashing in JUCO? Because you had to be. You The NAIA you went to was nasty, right? In yeah. Missouri? Yeah, they were good. The, the, the Missouri one was good. The, we played some pretty good teams. The competition was in our conference was, was, was okay. It was not very good. Yeah. But, yeah, we played some good teams. But, yeah, Juco, it was, like, right from the get-go, dude. I, I had really good coaches. And, like I mentioned, I was just grinding my ass off. And, like, it was just boom. Right from – I'm like, oh, damn, I'm raked. Like, I figured something out. Like, I was just raking. I was like, oh, <laughs> crap. Coming from high school, you know, I was just in there kind of doing my own thing. And it was awesome. I played, I played second base my freshman year. I loved it. I loved second base. But yeah, it was intense. But but California's only got yeah, they only got one one winner. I, I think California wanted to do two representatives to the World Series, yeah. but they said no. I think that's why they did that. That would be insane, dude, because there's some nasty schools like in Arizona, Las Vegas, like all these areas. They're JUCO teams that would just absolutely demolish D1 schools. Like I what, what about your team though? Like would your team compete against a D1 school when you were at JUCO? My, I think my team, my sophomore year, I mean, we had some good dudes. I, I think we had like five or six guys go D1, a couple guys go D2. So, I mean, we, we okay. were good. And, and a few guys went pro from that team too. So, yeah, we were do good. Do you recommend, do you recommend it? Like, do you recommend the JUCO route to kids? Because like, like you said, man, you got opportunity to start like right off the hop, man, as a freshman. You don't really get that opportunity when you go to like a four-year school, right? I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, yeah, if you're not, if you know, like, let's say you're going to a school and you know that they have seniors there or guys are going to start and you might not start for two years. Like if you're okay with that and you love the school by all means, but if you're trying to play ball, go to Juco. I mean, you're playing, you can get drafted out of there after your, yeah. After your freshman year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you're trying to play ball and you're, you know, it's way cheaper. I mean, I loved it. It made me such a way better baseball player. And do you know the JUCO that was actually featured on Last Chance U? Like, I don't know what they're called. I, I'm, I'm try, I have no idea. You know that show, Last Chance oh, U? Oh, yeah, I've watched all of them. Um, the one in, in, Sac- in Sacramento, right? Yeah, Sacramento. Oh, my God. What team is that? It's, it's a green team. I have yes, no idea. But like, like oh, a, oh, Lane. Yeah. Lane College. Lane. Yeah, Lane College. Like, did, did you have interactions with that? Like, I don't even know if they have a baseball team, but um, did I, you, like, see that school? No. We, we went to – furthest north we went to was like slow like san Luis obispo okay so okay we i think we were in we were in the playoffs one year but yeah yeah usually north and south they don't play each other until like the championship game or oh or, okay like, so, you, so okay so we have like a final four pretty much 
Okay, that makes more sense. And I got to ask you this, like on a scale of one to you wear shark tail necklaces or shark teeth necklaces, like how California are you? Like, are you wearing hookah shells? Like, what's going on here? How California would you say that you are? Like, were you skateboarding when you were a kid wearing hookah necklaces? Or what, what was going on here? Give us a background. Give the people the background on your on your childhood. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely grew up going to the beach, 100%. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I wasn't the biggest surfer, but I loved to boogie board, body surf. Um but I, I mean, yeah, I would say I'm like a seven. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I've never had, obviously I don't have blonde hair, but I don't like carry a surfboard around. I'm not that bad, but I mean, I wear vans all the time. Um, I guess okay. all my clothes yeah. are, yeah, they're pretty Cali. I guess what people would say, yeah. you know, actually Californians do not say Cali, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Now. They don't. Okay. So that's how you, that's how you test them. But I, did you see that vine of, or like a TikTok of that kid saying, welcome to blank, blank, blank skate park. It's one of the most intimidating oh things God. ever. I'm scared shitless of California kids. <laughs> what, 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 like, was that, and what was it like, like, at your school growing up? Like, was there, like, Cali oh, kids? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. There was, there was some skateboard, like, you know, like, punks, pretty much, that were just kind of, yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's real. I love that. That's real. You- I'm dialed in on that, because being from Canada, man, I'm just so, I'm so fascinated with some of the American stuff. Like, I'm fascinated yeah. with the Texans. I'm fascinated with Californians. It's just, a, it's an insane country that you live in. There's so many different types of people. I love it. But, I mean, when you go back to Cali, and, and you, you're you in Colorado, when you're in Colorado and you go back to Cali, do you see the difference uh, in, like, the people, like, the, the everything, the culture? Oh, uh, it's insane. It, it's, like... For me, Denver is even though I, I do love Denver, downtown Denver. I don't know if you ever been, but yeah, no, I, I yeah, I've always been. I used to always go to Denver. It's, yeah. uh, I like it a lot. It's, it's great. It's a great little city. Um, but yeah, when I come to California, like I come back here and I'm I'm so like much more relaxed. You know, it's like off season. <laughs> I'm like just kicking yeah. it, chilling. I'm I can go to the beach. It's like 15 minutes away. It, no, it's it, it's such a it's a different vibe down here. Not not saying one is better than the other, but it's just different. It's nice. It's just, yeah, it's two different places, but, and this is another thing I wanted to bring up. Are you taking jabs at LeBron James? Because LeBron James goes zero dark 30 during the playoffs. He doesn't have social media. You don't have social media, period. I try to do my, I try to find you. So you're just in permanent zero dark 30. <laughs> you're dialed in on baseball mode. Are you taking shots at LeBron James? And why don't you have social media? I, I need to figure this out. No, you know what? Uh, I don't, I don't have Twitter, Twitter, this past year has, has driven me crazy. I got rid of Twitter like a few months ago. Instagram, okay. I, got, I got rid of like a month ago. I don't know. I, I, not that I don't like distractions. Like, I, you know, I only have like 5,000 followers. I'm not like famous or anything. But like, I don't know. I, I Sometimes I like to keep my life private. And uh, especially with nowadays, like, I feel like everything's hate. You know, you put stuff out, people are hating, people are judging. So it's like, I don't know. I'd rather okay. just keep it to myself. But I mean, I probably will get my Instagram back. I know my girlfriend is like, get your Instagram back, you know. So I'm like, all right. But- yeah, no, for sure. Because and this is this is a positive for your girlfriend because she can be humble bragging on her friends yeah. that she's dating someone with a blue check mark. <laughs> it's like it's it, am I wrong? She that's why she's asking for it. She see her friends are like, holy shit, like her friends from high school are probably like, Jesus Christ, man. She's dating someone with a blue check mark. He's a pro baseball player. That might be why we're gonna get to the bottom of that by the way I, I don't know if that's true but it's it, it has to be because i would be i would be doing yes, that i need I, the blue check i mark. have to show her this she's gonna love that comment <laughs> <laughs> no but and then and then also man i mean with, with you could just use our instagram i'll give you the password to the official and official instagram my instagram whatever you want and i'll just be your burner account have you thought about just having a burner account kind of seeing what the what the, what people are saying about you around the colorado rockies nation honestly um i, I know the only thing i have like 
it's not a burn account. It's another account. I have a wiffle ball page. On, it's like an Instagram wiffle ball page. <laughs> Actually, I should definitely show you it for sure. Um, okay. So I use that. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I guess like during the season, if I have like a really good game, I'll like, I'm like, you know what? Let's let's see what what's going on on Twitter. I'll go on Twitter. I, you know, I'll use uh, I don't have a burner, but I'll just use like search Twitter. You know, you can just whatever. Yeah. And I'll like look at what's going on, and like you know, some of that stuff is great. But and then you keep scrolling, and you're like, man, even when I have a good game, it's like, well, he could have done this. Oh, he struck out, and you're like, all right, I'm off this. <laughs> like, why did I even come on here? <laughs> and I'll do this for you, man. Because but, but I like I, that idea. I, what you said, that, that's sick. I like that. It is sick. It is. It's a great idea. It's an unbelievable idea. And I I wanted to say this too, because, and you don't have social media. You can't stand up for yourself. You have a lot of stuff to lose. You're a big leaguer. You're all that kind of stuff. I have nothing to lose. I say this to all my guests. If someone comes at you, they are getting put in a body bag by me. I'm just going to have your name saved on my Twitter. Anytime it's brought up, if it's negative, they're getting put in a body bag. By oh, my I'm just promising that to you. That's friend. it. That's what we do with this podcast. But I mean, and I search your name also on Twitter. I mean, there's mostly positive stuff, man. I mean, people are saying you got to be the everyday first baseman. You you impress them. So I, there's definitely a lot of positive stuff about you, man, for sure. That's good. That's good. And I, I love that, dude. And honestly, uh, yeah, I. I, I love first base, so <laughs> so obviously I'm the 24th best of all time. So <laughs> it is you are you really are, and I'm not like I said I'm not a stats guy, but that's what the numbers say. <laughs> that's what the numbers say for that, and that is so Cali kid of you to not have an Instagram. Like no, like I just don't want to have an Instagram or Twitter. I'm just chilling. Like that's just so Cali kid. I love it. I wanted to go into last year for you, man, because last year, like I said, an absolute breakout year. You're launching baseballs in orbit. You hit 306, double my JUCO average. But um, what was that like, man? I mean, just to kind of show that, like, I'm a dog to, like, the fan bases, the manager, management, everything. Yeah, what was that no, like? It was uh, – oh, yeah. That I mean, not that I was, you know, trying to shove it in anyone's face, but it was definitely, like – oh, it was – I mean, the best feeling in the world. I mean, hey – it in the beginning of that year, I started off in the minor leagues or the, the satellite yeah. camp or whatever, or yeah. whatever anyone's calling alt, it. Alt site, the alt site, alt there site, go, alt the alternate site. Alternate site. Yeah, I yeah, started yeah. down there yeah. and that was a grind, dude. That was like, I'm like, dude, what am I doing here? It, it was uh, like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't even work. Yeah. Like, it was insane. So to, to get from there and to start playing and then to start playing every day was uh, it was so special, man. It was uh, just playing baseball, man. Was, I loved it. Loved it. Dude, and, like, there was one particular video. I actually hyped you coming on the podcast with this video. It's you launching a baseball off of Julio Yuri. I don't know how to say yeah. his name. So Yuri. I'm just going to – whatever. You launched this ball so damn far. It, it, it was incredible. So when you're hitting a ball like that in the big leagues, I got to ask you, when you're round on the bases, are you just saying, like, holy shit, I just <laughs> did this at Dodger Stadium. I just launched the ball at Dodger Stadium. Um, 100%. I, I know – I, I know maybe guys, uh, you know, the old vets who have, you know, hundreds of home runs, you know, I'm sure they feel yeah. different now, but, and, the, and I'm sure in the beginning they felt the same. Cause I was, when I hit that ball, dude, I was like, I, I didn't pimp it, nothing. I just kind of put my bat down. I was slowly jogging and I was rounding first and I was like, Oh my God, like I'm rounding the bags right now. Like I'm, I'm circling the pillows. I dodge say, I'm like, nobody's yeah. here, but I mean, I, I, you know, I'm taking the, I know it's real. Like this, this shit's serious. <laughs> it was awesome. Were you a Dodger fan? Were you a Dodger like, fan? Growing Giants up? fan. Oh, yikes. So you were like Tim Lincecum guy, right? You were a big Lincecum guy. Oh, are you kidding me? He was the best. He was a guy. He was a freak, man. He's a he's a freak. And honestly, I, just based off the fact that Dontrell Willis big league this podcast six times, 
I'm going to say Tim Lincecum's five times better than him, <laughs> just because of that. Until Dontrell comes on this podcast, he continues to big league me, butcher me, and just tarnish my name. Tim Lincecum's better than Dontrell well, was. Dude, backpack Cy Young. Are you kidding me? He was, he was uh, a yeah. goat. True, true. Were you and when you're growing up as a, as a Giants fan like that? Because I know I was. Would you practice that kind of leg the leg lift that Tim Linscombe would do when you were throwing? Yes. I was doing it in Toronto, bro. I was doing it here. Heck yeah, we. I mean, every time we play, I remember I would always like you know I would love I loved all the dudes. Um, Matt Kane, freaking. Uh, oh my god, there's so many dudes. Jason Schmidt, remember him? He was so sick. Yes. And I would do it every time, like. Try to do exactly the same, Lincecum. Oh, it was Barry Zito. I would try to go way over the top. Oh, my God. It was the best. Yes. So you're one of those guys that are kind of saying, like me, that Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. Barry Bonds is the best hitter that's ever lived. He is the best hitter that's ever lived. And, dude, it's it's to, to this day, man, it's still kind of crazy to me that Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame. Like, if you look at this guy's stats, first of all, 760 – what is it, 762 nukes or whatever? I don't know how many he hit. But – he, the amount of home runs he hit, yes, he took steroids, obviously. And I don't know if that's – has that been proven, by the way, that he took steroids? I, that's I what I said. Has, where, where's the piece of paper saying that Barry Bonds – Yeah, exactly. Hit? And that's a big part of baseball, though, man. Like, whether he cheated or not, like, he's a massive part of the game. And he saved the game of baseball. Do you remember when we were younger and we were – and it was, like, ESPN watched, like, Barry Bonds home run. Did he need a home run tonight to go to 755? Like, that was – that's what grew the game. That's what made me like baseball. It, it was – obviously, like – you know, you definitely don't condone steroids and that is cheating. And, you know, you got to get punished for that hundred percent, but, but you're right. Like the way baseball was back then was like how, like, I guess basketball is now, or like, you know, everything sports center is all basketball now, like it's all football. And, and that's how it was back then with baseball, you know, baseball is front center. And that was, I mean, that's, I think everyone, everyone fell in love with baseball back then because of that. Yeah, man. And then you had the Sammy Sosa. You had the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire stuff, man. So I, I think Barry Bonds. But when you were when you're a Giants fan growing up, mm. how, like, do you still hate the Dodgers as much as you did when you were a kid? <laughs> um, yes, I. I it, it, <laughs> yes, because like you know when, when you're playing the playing the game and and you know obviously I've been with Nolan and I'm always kind of with Nolan, so I've met some really really cool players because of Nolan, <clears throat> really really great yeah. players. And so you kind of meet guys from the Dodgers, especially at first base, you kind of chat. So like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, I hate the Dodgers. Like I hate the guys on the team because they're, you know, they're good dudes, but yeah, yeah as an organization and as like you're facing the Dodgers, the 100%, you're like, God, I hate these guys. I want to beat these guys. Like, yes, true. 100%. And and I told, and we had Zach McKinstry on the podcast a couple yeah. weeks ago on the Dodgers. And I straight up just told him, I said, Dodgers have the worst fans in baseball. I hate Dodgers fans so goddamn much. And they put me, I got roasted really on Twitter when so they much. won the World Series. <laughs> when they won the World Series, I got absolutely roasted on Twitter <laughs> by all these Dodgers guys. But it's whatever, man. But when you're, and I wanted to ask about this year, because this year was obviously, like I said, weird. It was just, there's no fans, none of that. What was that like for you to be like an everyday big leaguer? And you're, you don't have these fans asking you to sign the ball for their kid. You don't have fans just chirping you from the bench, like from the, the crowd. How weird was that? Like the whole yeah. dynamic of it and everything. It was, uh, <clears throat> I think like, you know, everyone kind of figured, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was going to be kind of normal. I, obviously, you know, the crowd everyone loves the crowd but like to me like yeah. when you're in between the lines it's like you're in between the lines like yeah you know you'll hear the crowd of course you're gonna hear the crowd but like it's not like 
you know, if I'm hitting and I've never been in front of a crowd before, I'm going to be like, you know, looking like, oh, the crowd, yeah. you know, like, no, like, yeah. you're in the zone, like you're in there. So for me, like the energy was always there. Like I never felt like, oh man, I got to play. Like for me, obviously I'm a, I'm a rookie. I'm playing every day. Like I'm like, oh, I can't wait to play today. No fans or not. It didn't matter. But when, you know, when we hit a big hit or, or uh, when Charlie hit his walk up granny, like you miss that. You miss the them going nuts and, and yeah, and cheering. Like you, de- you definitely yeah. miss it. But I think more so it wasn't like, you know, rookies got, you know, a break because in play of a crowd. I, I think it was just we missed the fans being there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Who's the jester of the Rockies? Like who's the guy like me in the locker room that just kind of keeps the, the gel guy, like the funny guy, the gel guy that just gets the boys going, Ooh. you know? Who's that guy? Honestly, I don't want to. I, I feel like, ooh, me maybe. You're the just, you're I, the gel I feel guy. Like I'm not. That, I'm, I'm. I think I'm like starting to. I, I wouldn't say I'm like there, but oh, Murphy, Daniel Murphy this year, great yeah. dude. Great dude. Um, Desmond, Desmond's always a good dude. He's always a leader. He's a vet. We always love Desmond. Charlie seems like Charlie doesn't talk that much, but. He's he's a hilarious guy. He's a he's a, he's a beauty guy. What was your what was your initiation then, man? I mean, obviously with COVID protocols yeah. and all that stuff, Rob Manfred hates hates having fun. But what's like a couple initiation things that you kind of stories you've heard of rookies having to let's just say? Because I'm okay. I'll, I'll go give you a background. Amir Garrett, I think, or Cody Reed told a story of when their rookie year they had to dress up as like um cigar girls and they had to like give cigars to the whole plane like is that what what were you guys doing for rookies i mean i I feel like that's kind of cool um i mean we had a rookie dress up we had uh we were in our like we had a a, we were dressed up as cockroaches (laughs) and uh (laughs) they dropped us off like maybe a mile from the hotel i think it was in san fran this is a 19 though and, uh, yeah. and we had to walk to the hotel and, and a bunch of people were looking at us and all that stuff. Uh, I know a couple of guys have gone to get coffee. Um, every time we go on the bus or the plane, we're, we're bringing all the waters and all the Gatorades for everyone. But yeah, I respect that. But nothing, uh, I mean, yeah, nothing too, not, not really anything crazy or creative, to be honest. Yeah, no, I feel like back in the day, because I back in the day, they used to just do the craziest shit. And I, I think I think Edwin Jackson told a story on this podcast about something like that. They just did some crazy shit when they were rookies or they just, they, they just got hazed terribly oh bad. But it's probably not like that nowadays, though, man. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just I feel like that's what made baseball so fun back in the days with the shit you used to do to rookies. It's like initiation thing. And people are kind of just, I guess, kind of soft now with it. Rightfully so. Some of the shit that got done was wrong. Yeah. But, dude, I don't know about you, but I kind of liked when I was like a freshman, we uh, we had to shave our head and they wrote like <laughs> USA on the back of my head and Juco like they do playing tic-tac-toe on my head and shit with like uh, scissors and stuff like cutting my hair. But that's fun, dude. Like that's like that that grows team morale. Right. Or 100%. Like- I, I know. You know, it's funny because in, in all my years playing, I've actually never been like actually like, hey, you have to shave your head or you have to do that. Like I've been so lucky to where. Like if I was a freshman, like everyone else was pretty much freshman, maybe a couple of seniors. So I didn't really get hazed, okay. thank God. But I remember in high school we all used we all did a mohawk for I think for like a yeah. tournament, and that was that was pretty sick. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it grows team around, man. You need glue guys like you and me in the locker room that just get that <laughs> shit too. And I and I just I was the first in that barber chair. I was like, you know what? You write USA in the back of my head. If that's gonna get the boys going. I'm gonna take the USA in the back of my head. But 
and I played in Colorado too, by the way. Like my Juco, we play in Colorado, and the ball actually flies there a pretty substantial amount. Do you did you notice that, man? Because what I in BP, I look like Barry Bonds <laughs> when I was in Colorado. <laughs> what was it like for yes. you? Okay, so you you definitely notice it. Like, let's be real, it, it definitely goes a little bit, but it, it's different though. Like, you know, our our field is big. It's a big field. The gaps massive, are massive, massive, and. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it goes, but it's a, it's a big field. You know, it's not like you don't touch it and it leaves. I, I don't know. It just like, I think us as Rockies, I know, or, you know, whoever's played in Colorado, like, you know, when you see people kind of diminish your numbers because you play in Colorado, like, I think that's, that's a lot of crap, you know, like you got to hit the ball. Yeah. You have to hit it. You got to hit a home run. It's still 340 down the lines. Like, you know, it's no joke. And you're, it, you know, you're in altitude, you get tired. Like, no, I, not to call anybody out, but Yankee Stadium down the line is like three ten. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I would look good course, at Yankee Stadium. You know, Judge is gonna hit him out. He's, you know, he hits him out anywhere. <laughs> yeah, true. You do. You definitely. I mean, you have a point on that. But one of the biggest things I noticed when I wasn't playing in Colorado was how bad my car, like my cardio, was good in Nebraska. And then I'd run around the bases in Colorado, and I would need a vent. I, I would need a gas mask or not a gas mask, <laughs> like a ventilator. <laughs> Do you notice that, man? Yes. That's insane. How different the cardio is. Oh my god! We, <clears throat> this year when we had the summer camp before the season, we would get in shape, you know, because everyone was not being lazy, but you know, not sprinting a lot. So we had to sprint a lot, and I was exhausted after after practice. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, dude. I'm like, I don't remember this. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But I want to go in your minor league career because I love the minor leagues. I love all of it. You played in the town that is just so close to my heart. I love it. Just based off of the stories that have been told in this podcast, Modesto, the Modesto oh my nuts. God. We've heard stories, and I'll give you a little background. Donnie Walton has told stories on this about like him playing in a game. And then there's just gunshots just in the back. You just you just hear gunshots and shit. What's your funniest story about the Modesto nuts? Because they oh. packed the they packed the house. Okay. You can respect it. Okay, I, that's hilarious. I have a good one. Um, so we were obviously playing Modesto. Um, we we're playing at home against Stockton, I think. And our second baseman, I'm not gonna say his name because it, it's kind of brutal, but he makes like three errors in a row and one in, like in a row, boom, like boom, 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 in a row. Oh, God. and there is a fan. <laughs> sitting there's probably like you know 400 people there there's a fan sitting on the first base side and you know no big dude tatted up like tank top like just screaming at him like you suck second baseman you're <laughs> and like everybody's listening to this guy and i'm like oh my god like is this for real like i think it was like two innings later this guy is still like berating our second baseman and then we we took him out i'm pretty sure we took him out and he was done for the night but it was it was so embarrassing and brutal and i wasn't playing that day so what, i was watching it was pretty bad what, what was the town like though modesto i heard you can't like you can't travel you can't travel and like you have to travel to multiple people like that's what that's what they tell you the players i believe before you get oh, there oh yeah right? no our <clears throat> when you park in the the players lot it's like gated up like and there's like a guy there all the time yeah, it's uh, and they have like little zones where you don't want to go. I mean, you just gotta be smart, you know. Don't go. It's electric. <laughs> yeah, it's electric. I love it. I love it. It's minor league baseball, man. I mean, you if you have to get through through Modesto, and if you, if you told someone, listen, man, you have to play here. You have to hear, I guess, gunshots in the background when you're playing. You're getting roasted by guys that look like Post Malone. <laughs> that I would do it if if it, if it makes you make if you if it makes you go to the major leagues, I would do it, man. But I mean. In Modesto, 
what what was there to do for you guys? Like, were you guys just kind of on off days getting after it, or were you just playing Warzone? What was going on here? Um, I I know I'm I would consider myself a big big chill guy on off days. So I'm okay. I'm watching movies. My big thing is I obviously not now, but last year and every year before on off days I go to the movie theaters. So I go to the movie theaters and I would watch no like no joke two three movies in a row on that off day. And then I just go home. <laughs> I remember me and my buddy Drew Weeks. Um, we went to three movies in a row in in Modesto, actually, and it was you know like seven straight hours of, <laughs> of movies. Jesus Christ, man! I mean, what? Okay, here here we go. What's your top five movies all time? Like the movies that you could just watch on repeat and you won't get bored. And I'll say mine. I'm a big I'm a big Forrest Gump guy. I'm a big Godfather, Bronx Tale. Um, what else? Goodfellas. Uh, I just, I like the mom movies, obviously. Okay. Uh, they, Step Brothers. I, I like I like all just a weird mix of movies. But what's your kind of top five where you're just dialed in every time this is on TV? You're watching. Okay. 100%. Um, number one, all time, Interstellar. Okay. Second, um, all the Lord of the Rings. Gee, wow. Okay. Love the the and I guess you can even say the Hobbit, the Hobbit too. All of them. Yeah. Um, okay. I was gonna say Goodfell. I love mob movies too. The mob stuff. I think it's so gangster. Yes. It's yes. the best. I love it. Um, it is. It is. And then five. Oh, uh, Batman, Dark Knight. Okay. So you. I mean, you're a big kind of like a non. Is it non-fictional or fictional? I, I, I always screw no. that up. I believe is, you're a big fictional. Fictional. Yeah. You're a big fictional guy. Huge on sci-fi. Okay, and I, I forgot to mention this. I'm gonna get roasted. Shawshank Redemption. Oh. that's in my top five. Obviously, I mean, what a flick. that is a great movie. That's just a great flick. What, and what goes into your pregame routine, man? Because uh, we have guys that like do smell and salts. I'm a big smell and salt mm. guy. Maybe pack a pregame dip. I used to do that also. Mm. I guilty as charged with that. <laughs> what 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 goes into your pregame routine, man? What are you doing? It's mm. a great question. I like to for one this past couple of years, like when I knew I was. Like, okay, you know, I, I can be a big leaguer. I started, you know, taking care of my body a little bit better. So pregame, <laughs> pregame was always stretched. So let's say I have, okay, game's at 640. It's 5 o'clock. We just finished our hitters meeting. Wait, we go BP hitters meeting. It's 5 o'clock. I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat real quick, take 15 minutes, a little snack. I stretch. Boom. I got my earphones on. I'm a, a little lacrosse ball on the back, stretching out the legs. I put my pants on, socks no cleats yet shoes i go down and i do i have like a little cross ball and it's a, if i'm playing first i'll grab my first baseman and i'll do the cross ball like off the off the wall like scoops okay for like right. 20 minutes and then after that i'll go up music's still on and then i'll roll out my feet cleats on uh go hit and then boom we're, we're in the game sure you're living the yeah it's just so so. You're gonna say kind of you're a superstitious guy, like you're a little on the superstitious side, right? I I, I definitely feel like not so much of the stuff I wear, but I feel like yeah, if I don't do a certain thing, I'm like, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it throws me off, but I I rather do it. <laughs> so do you do the same shit though? Like if you're playing really really well, like you're really really focused on that pregame routine, keeping it the same way, because I was the exact same way. Like if I was do playing well, which didn't really happen actually. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I would keep the same shit. Like I, if I if something was wrong, I'd be like, I'm gonna go over four today. Yeah, no, that's my I, thought. I process. think, yeah, I, yeah, that's a good question actually. Like when I feel like something's wrong, it's <clears throat> no, you, I, I, you got to keep doing it. 
I, I like feel like for me, you, you gotta it like obviously you you tweak some things, but <clears throat> I feel like you have to give your chance you the best chance to succeed that day. And if you're like, man, my swing is like 80%. Like I don't feel my legs are done for this. Like you, you got to yeah. go in the game with that. Cause I mean, in reality, is anybody hundred percent all year? No, you know, no, definitely not. So you have, you have to do it. You just gotta be like, all right, I'm going to win with what I have to. So what's that? What, I mean, what's that pregame? What's the pregame tunes going? Like, are you bumping some of that slow stuff? Well, Marvin Gaye, or what, are you bumping some Drake, some Six God? Well, let me get on my Spotify real quick. Let me just give you a little preview. So, yeah. So I mean, you got you got to be bumping Drake, playing a little, paying a little respect to my to where I'm from. And oh, all that, uh, Drake, hundred percent. He's top five for me all time. I don't. Okay. I, I don't I see how that. you cannot. I mean, say what you want about Drake, but he has hit after hit. I mean, what are you gonna, right? He does. He does. He's the goat. He's the goat. So Drake's all, so I mean, you, are you, so you're playing the high intensity stuff or what's going on here? Oh, you know, not really. It's, I, sometimes I like to get a little, you know what I like? Um, it's such a random song, but Florence and the Machine, Dog Days. Are I, don't, I don't know who, the, I don't know who oh, those are. I don't know who it's those are. It's a rock are. song, but I, I like to switch it up. Go low, go high, high intensity, okay. low intensity. Who has the most insane like pregame routine on the Rockies? Like, who's a guy where if you say a word to this guy, he's roundhousing your ass? Like, he's like, shut up! Like, don't talk to me. He's just dialed in in his routine. Not not in a bad way, but Chuck for sure. Chuck, uh, Charles Blackman. Chuck. What does he do? That's so weird. Like, is it just like an insane routine? No, I mean, first of all, he loves he loves the stretch. He's always stretching. He's always uh, he's rolling out, which is hey, the guy's amazing. So it works. But yeah. yeah, but he's he's locked in, man. And it's it's kind of fun to watch, actually. Like sometimes if I know I'm not gonna play that day, you know, I'm not going crazy on my routine. I'm I'm kind of like you know, and obviously in the beginning I didn't play a lot, so I was kind of chilling. But I would I would like to watch. I like watching him, and and everything is so like deliberate on what he does. You know, it, it's like. He's silent. He has to do this. He he lays on his side for you know a minute. He does this, and then when he hits, he you know it's like it's pretty locked in. But honestly, Nolan is like that story. They're all like headphones on. Locked what a in. team! Uh, what a team you play around, dude. Like just an unbelievably stacked lineup. Trevor Story, freak of nature. Nolan Arenado, obviously one of the best in the game right now. Obviously, ho- like the face of the game, I think. And then you have Charlie Blackman, just a freak of nature. Who would you say is the guy that you were in the most awe of playing alongside? Like where you're looking at him at the plate, you're like, man, how did he just do that? Or in the field, like how did he just do that? And obviously you can't say no one because you guys grew up together. Yeah. But I mean, was it? Was did Trevor Story make a play where you're like, holy shit, this, I can't believe this guy just did that. I, story on the just like natural ability, I think, and his power, like, He's a like, he may not be you know like six five, but you go up to him and you know he's obviously good height, but he's freaking yeah. stacked. Like, you know when you give him a little pound or you you know you know baseball a little slap in the butt, you're like, it's like, <laughs> bro, that was like iron. Like, what the heck was that? Yeah, he, I was I love that guy. And uh, and he, he's he's so fun to watch. But Charlie, as far as hitting, Charlie is like, just he's to me he's a machine. Like you know when he, he was batting five hundred this year, he, it was unbelievable. It was if it was in the zone, he was barreling it up. And that's impressive. That's I'm telling you, that's the exact same as me in the fall. Like I was legitimately hitting. I was out probably at one point, like just 500. And, <laughs> and the kids just looking at me like, this guy's going to make it to the show. And then I just fell off the face of the earth at 180. But no, man, I mean, and you also played last year, you played for Bud Black. Yeah. 
And Blood, Bud Block is kind of, I guess, can we say he's an old school kind of manager, I guess? Yeah. Like, because he's been around the game for a he's while. For what a while. was that like playing for him? What was that? I mean, he probably has so many damn stories. It's just insane. Yeah, he's he's such a, he's like a very cool guy. I th- he lives in San Diego, I'm pretty sure. But like, you know, he kind of walks around. He's like, especially I'm at first. So he's like, I'm like the first guy he sees when he makes his rounds around the field during BP. And he's kind of like, hey, how you doing? He's like, you know, you're doing good. You know, how's, how's the girlfriend? How's this? And like, he's like, you know, kind of <laughs> like that. And they're like, man, we're doing good, but man, I love it. But he's like, all right, man, right on. Like kind of one of those guys. So. What a legend. Yeah, it, a young Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah it really is. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it's awesome. Good guy. Dude, and it, the thing about Bud Black is that I like about him is I don't know if this is correct, but he wears his pants kind of obscenely high, right? <laughs> he, I mean, he got them high. Is that true? He's kind of a high-waisted <laughs> pant kind of guy? Him and Jim Leland? I, I re- oh, my God, Jim Leland. Wow. Now that you yeah. say that, yeah, I feel like Bud does kind of wear his pants a little high. He, I love it. And I feel like the higher they are, the more successful. Like, I'm a gambling guy, right? If I'm watching pregame and Bud Black has his pants, like, way past the belly button, I'm hammering the Rockies. Like, I'm betting <laughs> on the Rockies. That's what I'm doing when I see Bud Black. But Bud Black is also a guy that, when I think of him, I just think of him just kind of walking around the dugout with just a dart in his mouth, like a cigarette. <laughs> like, just just being old school. I love Bud Black. He's just an electric guy. But how, how has he... What's the funniest kind of carving into an umpire you've seen from him or anything like that, or just a funny story you have of Bud Black? Oh, oh my God. I, I don't know about – I honestly really haven't heard him, like, get into it with an umpire, like, really bad. Um, man, I, I just think – to me, I, I just think it's his presence. Like, he, he literally floats around the whole field. Like, he's literally floating around the whole field. Like, saying hi, like <laughs> he, he can be at, like, third base, like – say something to Nolan and then like yeah. you turn around he's like yeah. in right center like with the pitchers and you're like what the heck just happened like Dude, he's he, way out he's there a legend. but you know what he loves he, he loves competition and in spring training he loves doing like uh we have a ping pong thing we have a basketball thing and like and I think that's awesome um I remember <laughs> him, him playing basketball is pretty funny too he's got a little, little lefty shot but <laughs> a little <laughs> Oh my God. That's just, dude. I, I, like I said, I wish I was good enough to be in the show. I would never make it to the show. I'd be one of those minor league guys that just everyone loved. That's what I, that's what I would be. But, and, and going into spring training, man, especially last year, you guys had to stop. How was the spring training like for you? You were in big league camp, I'm assuming, yeah. obviously. And you guys come to a, just a random stop out of nowhere for the co- the coronavirus pandemic and all that kind of stuff. What was running through your head like that? Like, what were you doing during this that weird middle time between sex, spring training two and spring training one? Yeah, so I remember actually I was I was staying with Nolan in spring training and we were during practice one day and we had a meeting like, hey, everyone, you know, go home pretty much because we don't know how long this is going to last. So me and Nolan spent two days kind of packing up and kind of finishing our stuff. We head home and and honestly, we we worked out. Nolan has a little warehouse where, where we can hit. And uh, we were hitting and working out pretty much almost every day. It was, uh, it was insane. It was, I, w- I was very blessed and lucky to have a place like that. But we were grinding, man. We were grinding. Between, between me and you, who's lifting more? Like, are you, are you putting up a little more weight on the bench? Be honest. <laughs> okay. He's, he's going, he's saying yes. yes. What are we throwing on the bench press? Like, what are you guys throwing up on the bench press here? Like, are we doing 315 for, for reps? Or what are, we, what are we doing? No, no, here? we usually do just dumbbells. Um, but I don't know. Oh, like, okay. I, Protect the shoulders. You got to protect the shoulders. <laughs> I, but we're, you know, we're, we, we repping out. Me, me and Nolan are actually, my cousin, Nolan's little brother is huge. Him and he's like, you know, 120s, 110s. But 
now we like to keep it, you know, 70, 80, 90s, keep it like around then. But Nolan, Nolan's all about the flexibility. You know, Nolan wants to be quick. And that's why he's so good because he's so quick and so, you know, kind of limber. So, we, you know, obviously sometimes I like to go a little heavy, but Nolan likes to keep it a little lighter and keep his body a little fresh. But, it's, you know, whatever works. What's it like, though, for instance, like for you guys to walk around Colorado? Because everyone knows, especially with the year you had last year, man, everyone knows who you are. You're getting, I mean, people are pumping your tires on Twitter <laughs> saying they want you to be the everyday first baseman. So what's it kind of like for guys in a city like that, that has a lot of pretty big major sports teams, like the Nuggets, all that, to walk around the city or walk around Colorado and Denver, are you guys getting noticed all the time? I, Well, I don't know, because I feel like Nolan definitely. Nolan definitely gets noticed. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we there's really no fans. And, I mean, I guess people watch on the TV, but Colorado is different. I feel like a lot of fans, uh, like, they love their – trust me, they love their baseball. But Coors is such a great place to be that a lot of people go just to be at the stadium, you know? Get out. Yeah, it. so since yeah. there was no people and, only, you know, only the hardcore – and I didn't – I couldn't go anywhere. You know, you were stuck at home. True, Yeah. So True. there really wasn't much going out and seeing people or getting noticed, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense, man. I just, I always wonder that, especially with a guy that's kind of like an icon, I guess you can say like Nolan. Yeah. I mean, Nolan is so big in the city. He's so big there and everyone kind of loves this guy. They're always there. He's always in the news there. Everyone's thinking about where's Nolan? Is Nolan going to be a rock <laughs> next year? All that kind of stuff. I'm just wondering, like, is it must suck to kind of be that big there, man. He can't do anything. He can't go anywhere without like four 40 year olds with autograph cards saying, can you sign these 15 cards for my child there, or some there's random There's been shit. so many instances. Like if we play at, a, at like a public course, every single time we play at a public course, somebody will come up and be like, you know, and he'd be like, yeah, and they got to take a picture or like every time, you know, like you're just walking, like you go to the park, you go shoot hoops. Like, Literally anything we do, he's always going to stop, which sucks. But, I mean, for me, I mean, nobody really knows why. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been <laughs> – and how's there been, like, a viral moment where someone has asked you to take the picture of them and Nolan? Like, I, because I feel like it's just like – could you imagine you have a guy on the Rockies at 306 last year in the show taking a picture of you? I couldn't even imagine. I know. That. I know a few years back, yeah, 100%. And honestly, <laughs> sometimes they would think I was Nolan. They'd be like, hey, Nolan, Nolan. And I'd be like – You do look like him. I'd be like – I will say that. Some, in the beginning, I would say – like, hey, I'm not Nolan. I'm not Nolan. And then towards the end, I was just like, yeah, okay, hi. What's up? I'm Nolan. I'm Nolan. I, I need to find some of these pictures. I need to find this picture of the person, like, put it on Instagram or Twitter saying, I can't believe I met Nolan the other day at, like, Chipotle. <laughs> and it's just I, you and the I, thing. I'm sure you'll find some. He, I mean, Nolan, you know, Nolan usually, whether, you know, he's happy about it or not, he'll take a picture with people, which is kind of cool. So, And I'm sure they post it. You might find a few. <laughs> I, I need to find one. I really do need to find one. A couple more things, though, man. I mean, last year, obviously, like I said, you, you, were, you were raking, you were mashing. Who was one pitcher that you were facing last year where you're like, this guy is disgusting? Happy. Like, I, I can't even see his pitches right now. Honest, the, honestly, probably Kershaw. Because I was like pretty much the only time I – yeah, the only time I've ever faced him. And he, I think he threw me like – I think he, my, I had two, two or three, I mean, it might've been three at bats against, but like the first two pitchers were like down the middle and like, you know, he has that little hitch. I like couldn't time yeah. it. I was like, I don't know when to get off this guy. Like what the <laughs> heck's going on? And then, yeah. and then, you know, I'm getting yeah. dotted. I think I struck out and then I grounded out. And then, you know, you see the pitches on the little, whatever, you know, where he was throwing it. And yeah. it's like dot, dot, dot. And you're like, dude, this guy's unbelievable. Nasty. Or, uh, 
uh, Gradle or I don't know how it's the guy from the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, so that you're pretty much just their whole staff. <laughs> <laughs> they're, I mean, they're yes. nasty. And, they're nasty. And, and honestly, Gosling too. That guy's he's nasty too, man. God, they're good, huh? Shoot. Who's one guy you got a hit off of where you're like, yeah, I just did that. Like I'm, I'm a dog. I'm a certified dog. Like one guy you got a hit off of. You're off first base. You're looking at the mound. You're like, did I just hit that pitch? Ooh. Like what the hell? Okay. Well, I feel like they're all the Dodgers. It's like, what? One was Urias <laughs> on my homer because I know he's good. I mean, yeah. he was he left it up. It was only like he's 93 nasty. or whatever, yeah. whatever. But you know, he was obviously didn't take me very serious, and you know, I let him know about it. But um, he's obviously nasty. And when I got him, I was like, okay, that's a good one because this guy's good. <laughs> um, I, I grabbed, grabbed it all, whatever. He threw me a hanging slider, hit it for a base hit. I wasn't like meat yeah. bucking him, but I was like, all right, I got hit all this guy. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I last year I had I had one on Walker Bueller that was sick. Holy! But, uh, shit. but yeah, man, when you're up there, like you can't you can't really like succumb to that too much of of who's on the mound, you know? Because every everyone yeah. else likes to do that. You know, everyone else would do that for you. Like, oh, Kershaw's on the mound. He's really good. Blah 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 blah. And you hear that constantly but if you do that to yourself and which i did against kershaw there's no chance and you already beat so like you know maybe first time around all right you know i'll have that mentality but like you know you know nolan nolan doesn't care you know nolan or trout they're probably just like you know i'm gonna rank this guy now i don't know like because i said this to dontrell i don't know what i would do to get that like to just be in the like to be in the do you understand i'm just gonna say this this is me coming from a fan do you understand how sick it is that you are have a, are you related and you have like a you have like a friendship with nolan aronado yeah. like it's the coolest shit of all time it's something you put in a resume like if i if i ever get nolan on this podcast that's going on my gravestone is both of your names came on the official official podcast have you got the opportunity to kind of look and be like man this guy's just so cool like he's just a, like unreal i i definitely I mean, you know, we, we kind of grew up together, you know, so I've always been in it, but I definitely see like how my life pretty much changed, you know, ever since he got drafted, because before that I was, you know, I was terrible, but I saw him get drafted and I was like, Oh, like, I can do that too. And trust me, like, you know, the golf clubs I have, like, you know, Nolan will hook me up with some golf clubs or he'll do this. And like, I, my life is like slowly changing <laughs> as I'm like, it's me and Nolan are going here. And it's like, it's just, it's, you know, everything you could ever want. You know, you're playing baseball, it's what you love to do. You're playing as your job. You know, you don't know how long you're going to play it, but I'm doing it now. And you're playing with your family. Like, you know, what, what could you ask for, you know? And I'll say this, you're very deserving of it, man, because like, obviously I'm, I'm a little bit biased because you're my guy now, but like, you're deserving of it, man. You went Juco, you grinded at Juco in, in, in California. You went NAIA, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just so I don't like another idiot on that. You went NAIA. <laughs> You grind it through the minor leagues. You're playing in Modesto, man. You're deserving of a compare. Like, I mean, you, you, you earned your stripes, bro. I mean, you, you've seen all this shit, man. You have, right? I mean, compared to some other guys. I, I definitely, I know everyone ha- has their own route in their own way, but I, I definitely win the long route. That's for sure. Like, I mean, undrafted out of Missouri. Like, I mean, the first year, the first two years, I barely played. I, I was, you know, 23 years old behind guys who are 18 years old. Like. It, it, it's been a long route, man. But I, I tell you, I feel like stuff like that, it, it, it prepares you for, you know, when, when shit hits the fan. Because you're like, I've been there. True. I, I've been in the dumps. 100%. I've lived there. You know, that was <laughs> that was my home, you know. 
and it, yeah. it makes it not easier, but it makes it more comfortable. Like I can do this, you know, because it, it's hard, man. Baseball's hard. It was, you know, three or yeah, I bet three or six, but there's a lot of times where I was like, shit, dude, I better figure it out. You know, it's crazy. Ah, uh, yeah, that welcome to my life. But I mean, <laughs> that's the thing, though. That's the thing. And I have to ask you this because Matic hooked this up. Matic's my guy. I ride or die, Tyler Matic guy. What what what's it been like to just first of all, how did your friendship even start? Because I know you was drafted. Yeah by the Rockies is that where it started for so you guys have been friends for a, a long ass time yeah so yeah but he he grew up in like right around us yeah, he went to Capo Valley I went to Tribuco Nolan went to Otoro. they're all right next to each other but so he was friends with obviously Nolan because they're other with the Rockies and uh, yeah he would always come by and you know we weren't like hanging out every day but if it was baseball you know we're all together so to see him um to come out where he came out of and and to the freaking show like that is unbelievable and was he what because i roasted about i was playing call of duty with him and i roasted him for this because there's a video of him on youtube of like that them talking about him like he's the prodigy in high school was he a freak of nature like was he just he was the guy that if he was pitching there was 50 scouts in the sand like that guy yes i love that, that guy like 90 are you serious like he was that big I, yes and, and like, he hit two i remember i'm pretty sure this is true, but he threw a no hitter and hit the game winning homer or something like that. Um, in like in like a state in a CIF finals game or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's it. Jesus, man. but yeah, because I, I he was nasty. He was a dude, and and to like to see him come from there to here to there again is crazy. <laughs> it is one of the greatest stories in baseball. It wasn't even talked about enough, and people are obviously talking about Daniel Bard, right? You played with them yeah. this year. Kind of the same story, though, man. Oh I God. mean, Daniel Bard and Tyler Matzik, they both had the yips. They both came from the trenches. Like, Tyler Matzik was playing indie ball a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and he's pitching the NLCS, the NLDS, man. So, it just do you think that – I mean, that story was just swept under the rug that Matzik just came out of nowhere like this and was shoving. Well, Bardy won the uh, NL Comeback Player of the Year, which is awesome. I know. That's what I, I – and Matic was even like in the finalist know, for that, that though. It's a crazy thing. That was surprising. I mean, maybe because it was in the playoffs where he was like, "Oh my god, this guy's amazing," you know? Yeah. But true. And, and I guess Barty was a close the whole year. Maybe that had something to do with it. But but yeah, you're right. Very very similar and nasty stuff, both of them. Dude, for sure. So second last thing I wanted to bring up here: there's a play, a highlight reel play of you on Twitter of you at third base catching a ball over your shoulder. I believe it is. You guys are in Arizona. Be honest, was where your eyes? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, well, be honest, like where your eyes just closed there, you just had no idea you were gonna catch <laughs> no, that dude, shit. Because I, I would, that I would, I would have done I that. I practice those. I practice those. You do? Yes, hell yes, dude. We, me and Owen practice everything you can imagine. Pop ups, like if it's BP and the rounds ending, I'm, I'm telling the coach to hit me a pop up. That's my favorite play. I, one of the, ugh. we practice those. Come Are you on, serious? Yeah. You practice that yes. shit? I, I that's what like that's what sell, that's what I mean that's what separates you guys from like average Joes man it's just like you guys practice catching a ball doing a 360 spin nolly flip California style <laughs> catching a baseball man I mean what what other weird shit do you guys practice like do you guys practice catching without a glove at third base like you have your gloves lost for some reason sometimes I'll like if I'm feeling really good you know it's just me and a couple guys I'll like practice at third base, like diving, turning two from there to there, like ridiculous stuff. But I, we love defense, man. Defense is the best. And you, you have to be so versatile to be, you know, that's why Nolan's the best because he does everything. He's such a dynamic defensive player. It's crazy. 
no, for sure. For sure. And that's honestly, man, I, I pride myself. I was a defensive first baseman. I used to, and I, I don't know if you do this sometimes to kind of show off how flexible you are. I used to just do the splits at first base when the runner wasn't even remotely close to the base. I used to do the splits and people would be like, wait, was that like a bang, bang play? And the guy was just like halfway down the you line. The I would just do the splits know. to show it off. You, you like, do you sometimes catch yourself doing that or just emphasizing when you made a pick? I okay, always yeah. used to do that shit. Okay, so I'm, I can't do the splits. I'm not as good as you, okay? I can't do the splits. Okay, but, respect that. But with a pick, uh, yeah, 100%. Like, if it's kind of, you know, it's it's an easy pick, but it's still a pick and it's a big play, you know, you're kind of like, ah. I used to hold it. I used to hold that shit. I'd hold it and be like, yeah, I just did that shit. And then my coach would be like, wait, maybe he's not a bum that's hitting 180, like 164. That's what I used to do. But this is, this is the last thing I want to bring up, man, because I love this shit when a guy comes from the trenches like you. What's the biggest difference you noticed off the field when you made the show? The PJs, the meals? What was it? Like having a clubby just at your service whenever you want it? I think it was – I think it's, it's – well, one, definitely the PJs or the, the Jesse take. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's just the level of, like, professionalism. Uh, like everyone is so like, you know, this is your career, you know, you know, a lot of people like to say, um, not in a bad way, but you know, Oh, it's just a game or it's just a game. And of course it is just a game and we love it. But when you're there, it's, it's professional, man. This is, you know, this is how you feed your family. So, so guys are, guys are up there, you know, obviously you joke around and you have fun, of course, but it's, it's serious. And, and when the coaches are there and it's time to work, like it's time to work. And at least that's, from I got brought up with the Rockies and with Nolan and Story, and that's how they are. And you know, when it's time to work, it's time to work. So that was the biggest difference. In the minor leagues, you see a lot of guys um, kind of messing around a little bit because I don't know, maybe they don't think they can make it. But man, when, when yeah. you're up there, it, you know, you're about your business. And and that was for sure. And, wh- and and this is what I wondered because in baseball, I don't understand why don't you guys? Because I'm a big hockey guy, obviously being from Toronto, from Canada. Why don't you guys wear sick ass suits and shit to games? Like that is electric to me. And the, like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like showing up to the field. Yeah, we we, we get there so early. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I, you know, BP, uh, meetings, all that shit. Think I didn't about, think like, about that either. Six forty start, dude. I'm at the field at one. Yeah, true. So I mean, it, it, there's no photographers there snapping pics, but, but I think that, that's what's missing. Playoffs, maybe or World Series, that'd be sick. You want to grow the game of baseball? You show you and Nolan Arenado showing up in like a Javinci suit, just looking <laughs> dripped down with some slides. I that would be electric. Hey. That's how you grow the game of baseball. To that point, there needs to be more stuff to to grow what we are because there, there's a lot of good people in this game, and I feel like people don't see it, right? That's what we're doing here with the podcast. So can you say this, actually? Can you say this is the most electric baseball podcast on the planet? Just end it off with that. Get the people This going. is the most electric baseball podcast on the planet. There it is. And there you have it, folks. I mean, a guy that's going to be playing first base at Coors Field. And if, and if anyone, and this is a PSA, if anyone comes at him on Twitter, you're dead to me. I'm roasting you. <laughs> I'm going to put you in a body bag. He's going to be a part of the Colorado Rockies for a very, very long time. 306 last year. Is that good? You tell me. It's my boy, Josh Fuentes, man. Thank you for doing this, big dog. That was big hey, time. Th- this has uh, honestly been so fun. <laughs> this has been awesome. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Pod. Thank you.